0: What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. We just came out here with an episode Tuesday morning. Today, we're coming up with an episode Wednesday night, but it'll be coming to you guys Thursday morning. Uh, we got to talk about some more teams up here as the offseason continues. Today, we'll be talking about the Knicks, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Hornets, and the Cavaliers. First and foremost, how are we doing?
1: Fantastic.
0: All right. All right. Can't be wrong. But... uh Let's, let's dive in. We got to talk about the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson's future home, the almost $30 million man himself. It's not confirmed yet. It's going to be confirmed by the time this video comes out. But uh, this man is about to get a bag from the Knicks. This is the most obvious tampering scandal of all time. I don't know how this out yeah. yet. But yeah. uh, is Jalen Brunson – I'll start off with Jose. Is he worth $27 million? For the Knicks, I think yes.
2: Because, like,
0: at this point, they are
2: all in on Brunson. Like, they've they've moved pieces away. They've made room for him. You know, it's been in the works, like you said, for months. So, I think if you're the Knicks, I mean, this is a guy that's destined to play in New York. He's a Knicks-ass player. You know, he got that dog in him. So, yeah, for for sure, I think he's worth, he's worth the money for them.
1: Uh, Carson, what do we think? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's just like a, a nice asset to have. I mean, because obviously like, uh, you know, him signing there it doesn't put them in like contention in the East, but you know, it's a nice piece and hopefully, you know, it will help out, you know, the fulfilling that promise from like worldwide west leon rose that you know they're here to you know sign big stars and hopefully you know this is that type of move that you know might attract you know the next you know disgruntled superstar so I, I like it for them but i think you know hopefully it's more of a long-term play than like this is you know how they think they're going to win with you know just brunson mm-hmm. and griffin yeah. i got a question for you how much better is jalen brunson
3: than derrick rose is already on their roster i mean i don't see him as that <laughs> better right like Brunson's good and Rose is like he's all right right like Brunson like I don't is he ever gonna be an all-star to you I don't really see it like what what's what do you think he's gonna average on the Knicks like 16 and six I think at the best he could average like 18 and 9 because that's what he averaged when Luca was out but like you're not going to have, like, you don't have a second, like, really have a second star next to you Uh that's going to detract away from, like, like the primary defender. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to be on Brunson or at least the secondary primary defender is. So, I don't know. I I think, like, it's it's an upgrade for sure, but how much, like, Uh to wait and see. And it takes the ball away from R.J. Barrett, who did well as a playmaker
0: last year, 20 points a game. He's on the upward rise. Is that a kind of guy that's going to complement him well? I mean, who knows? It's an interesting situation. But um, we'll move on to the Knicks. Um, In terms of that, how much are you willing to pay Mitchell Robinson? I'll start off with Carson. Eight points a game, eight rebounds a game, about two blocks. But he's really injury riddled. People are thinking he could get like $14 But, like, man, that kind of stuff kind of scares me. And they should have kept Noel. Yeah. My my point rests, Carson, what do we think about Mitchell Robinson?
1: Yeah, I would definitely not pay him, um, you know, $14 million, no way. There's definitely players, like, way cheaper than that that can do you know, most of what he does. And it's just he's so scary because, yeah, he literally never stays on the floor. I mean, I feel like he's even worse than a guy like, you know, Nurkic, who we talked about um, in the last episode. I definitely wouldn't do it. He j- it's just too many injuries for me. And, you know, obviously the defense is great, whatever, but just not really that much – not, not much better of an offensive threat. It's a lot of guys that would be, you know, much cheaper than him. So it's a, it's a no for me. Yeah. Jose?
2: Definitely a no for me too. I believe he has foul problems, right? Like he has trouble staying on the floor.
0: Yeah, um, he, he averages three fouls a game, which is a lot.
2: Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. And there are some decent centers in free agency that you could get for the low. Off the top of my head, um, Isaiah Hardenstein, local, local Eugene kid would definitely, you know, fit well on the Knicks, I think.
0: Yeah, especially because, like, yeah, you don't want to pay a guy and get stuck in that, especially if they're going after big free agents. What's that help with uh, mm-hmm. going after big Run free chin. agents if you're paying Mitchell Robinson $14 million a year, which, yeah. I don't know, it, it's not too much. And then, uh, Car- uh, Jose, I'll start with you. Julius Randall. Is it finally his time there? We know Obi Toppin, they've been looking to unleash him, the guy out of Dayton, uh, seventh overall pick, I believe, in the draft a couple years ago. Uh, Super, Oh, yeah, superstar guy out there in Dayton. Unfortunately, they're going to do the uh, March Madness that year due to COVID. He would have been amazing there. But um, he's just been on a downward spiral. He's not, you know, shooting the way he was in that all-NBA season. It was like a fluke season almost. Uh, Do you think it's worth keeping him because – he has some value, I think, to some teams as a solid, you know, third option guy on a, on a contending team, I think you could say. But yeah. uh, what do you think?
2: Sadly, sadly, I believe the Kings will be trying to go for him. Um, <laughs> and I, I would just get him out the door while he's still got some value. I mean, he shot pretty poorly last season, but he still averaged 20 points a game with, you know, 10 rebounds. So somebody somebody's going to take him. And sadly, it's probably going to be the
0: Kings. Yeah. Carson? What were thinking?
1: Um, I don't think it's a time just yet. I think, you know, give it till the deadline because you figure, you know, two years ago this guy was, you know, he was like a top 15, top 20 player. I mean, I feel like we all felt pretty comfortable having him like second team, you know, all NBA. He was fantastic, you know, just a couple of years ago. Last year, you know, who knows, flu, personal, whatever. It can't be as worse as it was last year. So you have to let him go out there. He's for sure 100% going to play better than last year. Or maybe ninety nine percent. We'll give it ninety nine percent better than last year, and he'll definitely increase his trade value. And uh, wait till the deadline, for sure. Not now. Wait till the deadline. Yeah. So shot forty one percent from the field. That's
0: bad. That's that's not good. So he shot that from three the year before. Yeah, he shot like forty four from three or something like that. Hold on, let me verify that. Yeah, forty one from three. He shot the same percentage from three. In 2020, 2021, that he did play <laughs> this year. That so, is terrible. like I was alluding to a team that could use him as a third star. How about we send him over to the Chicago Bulls? I don't know how much value Julius Randle has to these teams. And uh, how about we do a deal like toward, toward Troy Brown Jr. Shout out Oregon. Not, not, not too great there, but you can make the contract align on a one year deal. And uh, about Kobe White, maybe throwing a first in there, probably a lower first, because um, I don't know how much value Julius Randle has compared to a guy like, I mean, Kobe, I mean, uh, what's his name? Christian Wood went for it. But um, let's say we'll throw in a first-round pick in this situation, uh, make it a lower pick. Uh, what do we think of this trade, Griffin? Off you. Yeah,
3: we both had <laughs> similar mindsets with this, getting, um, getting Julius Randle on the Bulls. I like this. I think especially if you throw in a first, because the Knicks are kind of in like, they're not. They're. I would say they're battling for a playing spot. Is I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. So if you give them a first round pick with that, and uh, give Kobe White a new opportunity to maybe get somewhere else and try to grow from there, like uh, capitalize on his lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is a good. This is good. I. I would. I would try to capitalize on Julius Randall's value right now, just because I think last year was a fluke. And this year was kind of more who he is. He's not going to as poorly, but like, I think you want to capitalize on that. I think this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Carson, what do we think?
1: um yeah I, I really really like it for the bulls and um i mean you make a good point griffin how like like if you're gonna go out and trade for him this would definitely be the best time to do it just considering how low his value his uh his value is but uh yeah i like i just maybe you know maybe like another pick or another maybe like a younger player maybe i mean like you know if the if the knicks ask for you know the sumo sumo is that how you pronounce his last name yeah i, I always push that. Up. I like, do the Knicks, like, or do the Bulls say no? Like, do they say, nah, he can't be in the trade? Because I feel like if I'm the Knicks, I maybe want, like, another player like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry,
0: before I hit off, Jose, yeah, because they got Daylon Terry in the draft out of Arizona, who's a really good multi-positional defending guard. They're both,
3: can, like, from the same mold. Yeah, right? who like, they can put guard.
0: alongside with, um, what's his name, Alex Caruso. And those are your two guys in the uh, guards in the backcourt uh, off the bench. Uh, Jose, I'll let you add on.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they really like – is his name Ayo? Ayo? Yeah.
0: I think Ayo. Ayo. Yeah, I think it's a- Ayo.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they really like him. And they, they both got Dale and Terry coming in. I don't know. That would be tough. But I think as long as they retain Zach Levine, Zach and Julius, that, 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 would, that would be kind of tough. That would be kind of tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like you have DeMar DeRozan who's a good passer for uh, a guard forward, whatever he likes to play. And, and he, I knew he played some power forward last year, so it would be able to move him back to his natural position at small forward. And then you have you know Vucevic, who's a good passing big. You have Lonzo Ball, who's obviously a great passing guard. You'd have a lot of good ball movement for this team. And I feel like that'd be really exceptional. And guys that can shoot it. Every single guy on the roster can be able to shoot the ball. And I know Carson only probably is holding back on this deal. Because he knows he loves his boy out of Fsu Pat Pat Williams.
1: He wants to see him shine. I do, I do. I, I have a lot of faith in Pat Williams. Their defense would be it would be tough though, because Randall and Vucevic – but if they could get like a you know a, a solid defensive big off the bench, you could pair with one of them at a time. I think
0: you could also cool. put Randall at this uh small ball five if you want to run Pat Williams out there in some lineups. True, true, true. Because yeah. It sounds stupid to say, but Julius Randle has like like play set abilities of a Draymond Green where you can put him at a five and he can handle the ball for you. So yeah, for sure. But he shot like Draymond Green last year.
1: No, we don't want to
0: we don't want to see that. But uh yeah. we'll move on though, continuing uh on our journey. We got the lost bum ass Lakers. Oh my <laughs> god. Rip <laughs> was in the was working in the spot today at
3: work, and someone goes, what was it? Yeah, these guys were like, um, Westbrook and AD for KD and Kyrie. Who says no? <laughs> I, I, like, started laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? For Lakers see- fans, <laughs> not- <laughs> the next? Bro, He's,
1: bugging. The
0: He's bugging. He's the most delusional franchise. Yeah, like, I've never <laughs> been a more delusional franchise. Like, maybe England soccer fans. The only other delusional franchise I can think of. But it ain't coming Cowboys. out. Cowboys. now the cowboys at least know now jose knows now Uh, (laughs) Boy, whatever the lakers swear they're pulling off some deal for kyrie still but regardless i gotta start off with my least favorite player now this man tht bro they swear to god he's the legend of himself like they may as well like make him the next kobe bryant but uh carson i'll ask you what's he worth and is he worth anything at all
1: Um, yeah, not much, you know, him and paired with that, that 27 first round pick, I feel like that's been floated around forever now. And it just, you know, obviously hasn't gotten anything done, but it's just crazy because I don't really think he's worth all that much. And he's like one of their only real assets. I mean, obviously, you know, besides LeBron and AD, but, you know, trade one of them. It's like, what do you got? You know,
0: Mm that
1: 2027 pick is a real
0: valuable pick though. they could be bad.
1: That is true, because yeah, they're they have no future, none.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't forget Max Christie though. He's on the run.
1: Gordon the future.
0: But Jose, what do we think about Taylor <laughs> because I, I mean, it's literally just a meme I, Westbrook package, but
2: yeah. If I'm the GM, I'm trading that fucking pick. I'm getting someone to the Lakers within the next you know few years because LeBron's gonna be gone by 2027. Let's keep it in book. So, I mean, he probably don't care what you know what happens at that point. So LeBron is all for moving that pick, I'm sure, and getting him someone who can play right now. And I mean, I said it before the pod started. THT is the one of three players with guaranteed money next year, and that's LeBron, A D, and THT. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know who the fuck's gonna take him on, but Le- LeBron LeBron, one of the best GMs in the league. He could figure it out.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. figure it. He'll figure it out one way or another. Um, and hey, one of the guys that is supposed to be in that trade package with THT is Russell Westbrook. How did they go about Westbrook? Do you think uh, Coach Ham, I believe that's his last name, uh, is going to try and revitalize, rejuvenate him? He said maybe I, started, I heard in interviews he talking about him and Westbrook are talking a lot about sacrifice. Is he talking about him sacrificing coming out the bench? Who the hell are they starting at point guard? LeBron, I guess. But whatever, Carson. What do we think about this Westbrook situation? Because it was a dumpster fire of a year for him last year.
1: Yeah, it, it's awful, man. I just, I mean, he's another guy. Yeah, you know, he just, you know, what is his, you know, value worth with you know his contract? And I mean, he's almost at what, like fifty million dollars? Like forty-seven, I think. Yeah, that's insane. And uh yeah, it's just it's really tough. And yeah, you're paying 47 million for a guy that the best hope for him is to come off the bench and, and run the second unit. I mean, it, it's tough, man. But you know, we'll see, we'll see if he bounces back. But it, it it's tough. The Lakers, it's real tough. I think it's just gonna be another dumpster fire. I just don't really see what they can really do to get out of this. I mean, we'll see you know, we'll see the GM, but I don't know, man. It's it's looking real rough out there. Mm-hmm. Jose, anything
2: to add? Yeah, literally no clue. They are stuck in such a deep hole with this Westbrook money. I mean, unless they agree to a buyout, like,
0: Griffin's going anywhere. Yeah, Griffin, do you have any ideas of what teams could maybe
3: want him? I mean, <laughs> I don't think any teams do because bad teams don't want him. Because they're trying to also they're trying to tank, but also if they have a young nucleus, Westbrook kind of blows that up. They're not like the eyes are going to be on Westbrook. He's going to demand the ball like like it's not going to be good for player development. And contending teams don't want him because he's literally like poisoned the the playoffs. He's he's like not a playoff player. like he's literally just a regular season guy. So I don't know like what his value to me is super low, and at his contract. With what you could value him at, like I don't see any teams coming up with a package that could get him for what they value him him as. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just a rough spot. And but I do want to kind of defend him a little bit. Last year, the continuity just wasn't there. LeBron oh, yeah. was out, AD was out. He never really got to play with them for a super long period of time. So I think like you try to give this a go because no teams are going to take on his contract. So yeah, you got to try to make best with what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's best. Yeah,
0: totally agree. Like, Because, like, the Spurs, sure, they have enough cap space to take him on. They just traded DeJounte Murray today. Hey, yeah. shout out. We predicted that on the pod, did we not? But, like, yeah, pretty yeah. a rumor, though. So, whatever. Close enough, though. Yeah. Yeah, we had to trade close enough. But, um, like, they're not yes, going to Super lose, close. They want to lose. So, it, it's interesting. Because I think teams could value him as a good backup point guard. Like, Energy kind of like Montrez Harold kind of guy you went off the bench, but
3: yeah, for sure. But you, is that guy 50 million dollars a year? No, you know,
0: you don't have the space anymore. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, and then uh yeah, how much are we depend? Is this team dependent on Anthony Davis? And is it worth maybe considering trading him? Jose, I'll start with you. I mean, this team is essentially built around AD before, you know, even before
2: you know. You know, this season, A.D. at this point was supposed to have surpassed LeBron James. Like, this was supposed to be A.D.'s team. And, I mean, LeBron is 37. He was supposed to, you know, almost be like a second fiddle. But it still feels like they're depending on LeBron to just kind of carry this team and everyone sort of, you know, plays off of him. So, sure. I think they've, you know, they've been waiting for that Anthony Davis, you know, monster step of a season, and he just hasn't had it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's worth considering trading him yeah. now?
2: I don't think so because I think your your chances to win a championship are best with him.
0: Because, like, Carson, I'll ask you, a team that, like, he has always been linked to is Chicago. Would you be willing to give it up, like, like, get Vucevic and, like, Pat Williams and Kobe White in the first or something like that for Anthony Davis?
1: Like, would that even,
0: like, move the needle for you at all?
1: Um, yeah I mean for like the Lakers I, w- I would love that for the Lakers I think that's a, a really solid um you know haul back but I, I mean Jose touched on it like ad is so so important to this team they, they literally are relying on him leBron and then you know really and whatever they're gonna get from Westbrook and no one else I mean this isn't the bubble anymore where it's you know you can survive with LeBron and ad at their primes and then you know like a sol- like difference was they had a solid you know bench just you know solid, Uh, you know, role guys behind them. But it's just not the case, you know, this upcoming season. Like their role guys are nowhere near where uh, up to par where they were in the bubble. So I don't know. I mean, unless we get like an alpha, you know, like all-time AD season, even that I just don't even know where that's going to put the Lakers just considering how the rest of the roster looked. Yeah. I think they kind of got to beg for
0: guys like a Patty Mills to come who just declined his option to come and pick a vets minimum and stuff like that. Cause those guys make a huge impact. So uh, yeah. I'll leave you with this question. Griffin. I'll ask you
3: how bad a trade you think looking back was that Westbrook trade? Oh, it, I, we, we had that reaction pod to the draft last year. And we said back then it was, it was a horrible trade and it's, it's even worse now. It's completely derailed their franchise. They have no future up until 2027 that pick that they keep dangling. But like, They really have no future. LeBron's probably going to leave. Like, if this season goes bad, I don't see him staying on the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I see him trying to win another ring. Like, AD, you never know. He's injury-riddled at this point. Like, I don't know. That that trade derailed the franchise Mm -hmm. probably for the next decade. Mm -hmm. Do you see it being worse
0: than the – I'll ask you guys then. Do you see it being worse than that Celtics-Nets trade?
1: Oh. No, no, because they got a championship. I mean, you know... God, but not with, like, Westbrook. not with Westbrook, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it's true. I think, well, if you partner them both in, then, yeah, I'd say yes. But AD, I think, you know, no matter what, like, you still got to do it, you know, just because it got you a championship and and they went all in and they, that's all that mattered. If they would have came up short, they would have lost and, like, just lost their conference finals. Yeah. Then it's like... Oh my God! You know what's funny? Kyle Kuzma
2: was also part of the uh Celtics Nets trade, <laughs> or at least the pick that would turn into Kyle Kuzma.
0: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> then that, they were able to get D-Lo from Kuzma. That's what saved the Nets. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, net. yeah, 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 yeah. He saved the franchise. Crazy enough to figure out a guy like that. But uh, yeah, anything else to add, guys? Before we move on next team.
3: Cause this next team yeah. is, I, I kind of did want to <laughs> like at um if mm-hmm. the Lakers front office, I think you try like it's not working. Like we have to be honest with ourselves, it's not working. I think you try to trade as many of the people like that are on your roster as possible, and I think that includes LeBron. Like I would try to trade LeBron to. to I agree because to
1: get assets, kind of. Uh yeah can we segue into like like yeah. is lebron really staying on this team next year i mean like i love the lebron back to cleveland arc like i, I legitimately think like does lebron really just want to stay like is he going to sacrifice not winning basketball games to just be in la to like do movie stuff like I, it's lebron he, the only thing that matters to him is like chasing jordan's legacy like does, don't you think he would want to sign to a team that's like you know could compete for a championship after this year Yeah. Especially with the
3: Warriors, like the Warriors are back now. Like the league is getting tougher and tougher. Like there's no way like the bubble Lakers, like if they kept that core going for it, I don't even think they could have won the championship. Right. So Mm -hmm. like this, like you, I think they try to leave. They try to go LeBron, I think. And I think it would be smart for the, not only LeBron to leave. I think it's smart for the Lakers organization to try to get something for Anthony Davis and for LeBron and, at that point, if you trade those two and for Westbrook, like just try to get as many assets and like start a rebuild because you have no future.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like they got their championship; it's like time yeah. to move on.
0: Yep. Hold up, I'm just cooking something up. We, well, I gotta see what y'all think about this, bro. I literally gave you one <laughs> earlier. No, that I, one. I like those uh, Robert hey, you Come to back, come back to Cleveland, come back to Cleveland. Sexton, yeah.
1: Arkin, in love, and a first.
3: Mm.
1: I love it, bro. I- I'm sorry, but LeBron, Mobley, and Garland, like, bro, that's a championship squad right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and Allen. I-, I literally forgot Allen too. Um, I'm I'm yeah. tripping. And they got Allen. Damn. have uh, Levert
0: too, Yeah. No, their team's nice, bro. And they they would be able to get so many guys. Like, I bet Oladipo would take like a veteran's minimum to go there. Like. Rookie, yeah, rookie, perfect DJ Tucker spot. And it would set the Lakers up perfectly. They'd have a young guy in marketing, in. They'd have a vet in Kevin Love who they could either just throw in there in the rotation and Sexton. They'd make the playoffs with this team, I think, with if A.D. was healthy. The Lakers would. And the 2025 pick LeBron might be done by then, so they wouldn't be. It'd be a plan. would be a plan. But they'd still compete for the playoffs. Yeah. Because Sexton could probably average like 27 a game on, like, on the Lakers
3: team. This yeah. might be a hot take here, but I don't know if LeBron. I don't know if Cleveland would want LeBron back. And I'm not saying the Cleveland fan base, but the Cleveland ownership and front office, because you've kind of built yourself like Cleveland's on the right track. Like it's not it as disastrous yeah. as it was when LeBron left the first time. Like they're in a good spot right now, and I think they like they don't want Legia making the moves for them. Like they're making their own moves. Uh-huh. Like I think that is more. Might be more alluring to them than having LeBron come back for a third time. Because I, well, I can see this though. Because like That's LeBron fair. is gonna pass Kareem this
0: season. He comes back to Cleveland. He, he finishes his career,
3: his last season, his twentieth. I think he, I think he retires in Cleveland. But I think it's like you know when the players do like a oh. one day signing. I think he does that. But this I don't see him. But no, he he's not. He's gonna stay longer than this because he wants to play with Bronny. So yeah.
0: But the Lakers, i do the move in a heartbeat. If I yeah, like no, if I'm the Lakers, just hold
2: on. Hold on. let me let me share my screen real quick.
0: Yeah, 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 hold up, let me stop. Uh, hold up, and then here you go.
2: Go ahead, dude. Look at this. Uh, look at this jersey swap. LeBron to Cleveland. That shit looks hella real.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this guy. Oh. All right. We gotta talk about the best team in Los Angeles though, and that's the Clippers. They yep. they're nasty, they're nasty now. This team is like fucking 15 deep, bro. They can play this entire roster, every every single dude. Hey, pause, pause whatever you want. This team's <laughs> nasty, bro. This team is as deep as it gets when it comes to basketball. And I don't know, bro. They're a deadly bunch, but uh Let's dive into it, uh, taking a look at this roster. Um, First and foremost, uh, is this the deepest and best team in the West if it's healthy? Uh, Carson, what do you think?
1: Um, you know, just because they won the championship, you just out of respect, you got to give it to the Warriors. But this team, like, you know, on paper, like, you know, with the everyone is healthy, uh, you know, label on it, like are right there. I mean, they are really I like to me, I was literally just talking to my roommate about this yesterday. Like, to me, they're the team I fear the most, like as a Warriors fan, like they are super scared, like they have a guy that you know, is an upper echelon star, like in Kawhi, you know, who's done it before they got the championship. He's got the championship pedigree. And then they're just like, they're a little like a Toronto of the West where they're just like, they're like a wing factory. Like they have so many switchable defenders. Um, You know, we'll see what they get from wall. I mean, on paper, he's a good fit as a facilitator, but you know, he hasn't really done much the last few years, but I mean, a lot of switchable defenders, they are definitely going to be scary. Um, and um, I'm nervous, man. I'm real nervous. Them and the Mavericks probably just because of Luca. But, dude, this team is going to be insane. I mean, can we just read them off? If they sign Batum, they have him, Covington, Paul George, uh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson, Kennard, Kawhi, Terrence Mann, and Morris, and Powell, yep. and Zootbox. Yeah. And I don't Brandon even Boston. know how many names I listed off. Kennard. Yeah, if they get anything from Boston.
0: Uh, Hardenstein was one of the best backup centers in the league last year. Yep. Rodney Hood's a solid player if he wants to play well. He can drop 15 a game.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even mention the fact that they have a top five coach in the NBA, too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, got to put some respect yeah. on Tyler. So, all that combined, I mean, yeah, this team, phew.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're two years removed from, you know, a potential finals appearance. You know, they're a healthy Kawhi away from a finals appearance against the Bucks. like – 100%. And they, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, two years ago when um, – it was that game that Terrence Mann, like, dropped, like, 30 or 40. on oh, oh, that was go a year ago. That yeah. was last year. Yeah, it was – yeah, this uh, – not this past, but, like, the year before, right? Like, they were a championship team that season. Like, they had completely bought into, like, the next man up mentality, like, anything it takes to win. And they were – they just came up a little bit short. But, like, this is a scary team, and as far as John Wall, like, I do not think we're going to get John Wall the role player. Like, at the very least, John Wall is going to be a very good facilitator. They're probably going to dare him to shoot. But, I mean, he's got shooters around him. Like, yeah, this is a deep-ass team. And if they stay healthy, like, this is, this might be
3: scary as fuck. Uh-huh.
0: Let's go around real quick. Griffin, I'll start with you. What do we think of John Wall's stat line is?
3: I think, like – Fourteen and seven, maybe fourteen and eight. I think that's somewhere in that. I'd say
1: like yeah, like thirteen and seven. Yeah, Carson. Yeah, I was that was right in the ballpark where I was going to be. I think I think that's a great number for him, just considering you know how little games he's played, you know, the last few years. So that would be fantastic for him. Jose, you want to be bold?
2: (laughs) I mean, we've never seen you know John Wall be like an elite elite scorer. He's always just been like a facilitator. He's always been the number one ball handler. So now that he's got, you know, PG, Kawhi around him, he's probably going to be around, you know, 15, 16 with like – if he gets over seven, eight assists, if he's top 10 in the league in assists, that's a, that's a massive
0: W. 100%. 100%. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, Marcus Morris or Robert Covington? Who do you want in that starting lineup? I think Marcus Morris is better offensively. Well, I think Robert Covington, man, almost won DPOY on the uh, – what's it called? Trust the process mm-hmm. 76ers. So, Griffin, I'll start with you. What do you think?
3: Um, I, think I think I'd think i rather have Marcus Morris. Just I, – I think the offensive versatility that you could have with him on the floor with, like, Wall, you have uh, – you have uh, Kawhi and you have PG plus him. I think that's a deadly combo. And I think we're also underrating the fact that, like, with Kawhi and PG are out, you kind of have these other guys have developed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and all these guys have, like, like like Marcus Morrison was, like, the guy. Yeah, like 16 like, the yeah, game. Yeah, he was the guy. And I think, like, that sort of development, that sort of, like, spotlight on him, I think that's really primed him to be the starting, like, have a starting role. And I think Arco coming off the bench, like there's no, like you could, you could, yeah. the, plus with Ty Lue's, like, you know, lineup versatility, I think like he, he'll find his way in a certain yeah. lineup sometimes. But
0: Jose, what do we think? Who are you taking?
3: Yeah, uh,
2: I think, I think I might keep Roko in just for the simple fact that Morris would kill second units.
3: Um yeah. and That's true.
2: You just you just throw him in you know and that bench lineup comes in and he's getting, he's giving you buckets like all day and Rocco you know obviously he doesn't need the ball in his hands
1: he could just spot up play defense so mm-hmm. Carson Yeah, uh, I agree with Jose um, you know backpacking off the second unit point um i feel like morris is a little bit more of a ball stopper sometimes you know i feel like you know he he loves to shoot the rock and i think comington you know works better with you know like john wall you know paul george is a nice you know secondary playmaker i think he's a better fit with those guys but then off the bench he, he works better as more of like a focal point of that second unit so i i agree but it's a luxury for the clippers just to be able to have this conversation where they can just you know flip-flop you know two really solid uh role you know three and d guys you know. yeah yeah I'd say
0: Roko in the starting lineup. Hey, did y'all forget this man dropped forty last year? <laughs> Roko on the Bucks, bro. He dropped forty on the Bucks. That's a defensive mastermind team. Why do I not remember that one? Was that, was, that, was that like the week or two where like everyone, everyone. was going crazy? Like the Deke dropped fifty, like Cat dropped fifty, Kyrie dropped Drug tests all around. Yeah, yeah forty-three points on uh, April or yeah, April first.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm a table all the time, bro. Roko dropping 40.
2: <laughs> That's crazy. That's up there with like the Brandon Jennings 50 point game or like the uh, Terrence Ross 50 point game. Oh, well,
0: who's the guy? Uh, Corey Brewer. Yeah, the Corey Brewer. Oh, the
1: Corey Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: That game was random, bro. All right. And then last question with the Clippers. And then if you guys are going to be mad, we'll go forth that. Can you upgrade from Zubach? Uh, Carson, I'll start with you.
1: Um, yeah, I think you can, but I do like, uh, I do like his continuity. You know, he's been there the last couple of years. I think he has, you know, good chemistry with, you know, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi and and PG. So, um, I think you definitely can. I think there's definitely some centers out there that, you know, probably might do a little bit more, but I think he's kind of, you know, he's kind of a little like a a loony light for them, you know, just the fact that he has that continuity. So, um, you definitely can, but I think they, they should look to, you know, keep him and, you know, unless the money is is too too much, but you know, I just like the continuity with them. And yeah, they just gave him a contract extension, three years, uh 33
0: million. Uh Jose, instead of asking you the same question, I'm gonna throw my trade at y'all because that's what we about here. Mo Bamba, giving them some defensive switchable uh versatility out there. You know, Tyloo would love that stuff. Uh basically magic would get zuboch the first. Zubac probably come off the bench for them. That's probably the best role for him, and uh, behind Wendell Carter, Jose. What do we think of this trade?
2: Mm, interesting, interesting. I mean, I think they play they play, they play pretty similar roles, um, you know, on this team. I don't know if they if that's like a necessarily a huge upgrade, but yeah, like you said, the switchability would be huge. Um, and I mean, the money matches up. So it wouldn't be too big of a of a hit on them.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Are you getting
2: first for for Zubac though?
0: It's the OKC first, so basically it's going to be their first round pick. Mm. I don't
3: know what do we think. I, maybe a second. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how much this moves the needle. I think maybe continuity might win out over like maybe what Mo Bamba gives you. Like how much better really is Mo Bamba than Zubats? Like is Tyloo develop him? He had a, he had a three point shot coming out of Texas. I, I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go either way with this. It's not, I, yes or no, like whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Carson, I'll let you add on. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think for the Clippers, you know, yeah, it doesn't really need to move the needle for them too much, um, but, you know, still, you know, viable because yeah, he's close to, you know, Zubak's uh, production, but for the Magic, I actually like it a lot. Cause yeah, you get a, you get a first round pick with that as well. And Zubok, I think, you know, he's getting the same amount of money you would have given to Bamba anyways, but, you know, you'd rather pay him because he's a proven entity. You know, Bamba, you know, was pretty solid last year, but it was the contract year, and that was really the only year that he kind of, you know, had a decent year, you know, all throughout. And Zubachi, he's still young. He kind of fits the timeline of everyone else on on the Magic. I mean, he's only, he's only 25, so um I, I definitely like that, you know, a little bit more for the Magic in, in this case.
0: It'd probably be a second. I don't know if I'd give him a first, looking back on that, but... I just thought it'd be yeah, still, though, Mo Bamba has a higher ceiling than Zubac. Zubac's got a higher floor. You pick and choose what you want in that situation. Uh, before we move on, any other things to add about the Clippers? Mm-hmm. All right. all right, They'll take it's us scary, here, man. The Charlotte Hornets. Uh, shout out my other This man got busted by the Ops. Uh, posted pink lemonade on his story, but you know, it's just pink lemonade. No, it's in his thyrofoam cup and uh, Gorilla... Finger blunt to go with it, but that's a whole different story. Shout out Instagram stories and NBA athletes, bro. They they go deep.
2: <laughs> Shout out Harper.
0: but uh, they do go deep. Uh, moving on through yeah. the Hornets, speak about bridges. He's up for an extension this summer, could be getting a max. Man had a career season this year. He was he was averaging high 20 points per game, like 25 points a game for a decent bit at the end of the season, around like 22 points a game. Uh, Jose, I'll start with you. Is he worth a max? What, not more, any, and not anymore of the off the field issues, but off the court issues. But what do we think?
2: That's so crazy because that literally happened right before we started recording this podcast. And, like, right, if that never, if we never saw that, I would have said yes, like all the way. But, like, now, bro, now if he's facing a suspension, if he's facing, you know, some some sort of punishment from the league. Is he going to play again? Like, I don't even know. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. But barring any of those things, I'd say yes, he's worth the max, uh, especially, you know, in a league where, you know, a versatile wing that can score, you know, and make, make highlight real plays like this, you know, it doesn't come, you know, too far or too often. So I, I would give him the max, but. Yeah. So crazy that that literally just happened
0: yeah Carson what do we think because you're not getting
1: you're not getting guys to come out to Charlotte I'm telling you that so no um yeah you know um arrest aside to ask me this you know a few hours ago I definitely would have said yes because I think yeah exactly you know Charlotte doesn't really get anyone and I think he's a perfect running mate with with uh, LaMelo, I think they have really good chemistry. You know, he's like, you know, a great lob finisher, uh, you know, shoots a 3 plays defense really, really well. And he's young. I mean, it just, you know, him and Ball just, like, keep those two guys and build around them. And uh, I think if, you know, Charlotte didn't offer him that, I think, you know, if Detroit, you know, doesn't, didn't get Aiden in, um, Bridges would have been awesome for that team as well because, uh, you know, he's from, he's from Detroit. Uh, or somewhere in Michigan, I don't know if it's showing or not, but you know he's young, fits a timeline too, and he fits really, really well with Cade and all the all the other young guys they got. So, but yeah, it's just you know we'll see what happens after this. But mm-hmm. hey, Griffin, I ask you your opinion. Wait, wait, Charlotte, you giving him the match?
3: Um, I don't know. Uh, he was like twenty points a game this year. He had that stretch early on where he was he was balling like twenty five, but. Like, when I look at someone like Mikkel Bridges, who's getting, like, 25 a year, how much – like, how much more is Miles Bridges doing? Like, he's doing more on the offensive end, but how much – he's not doing as much on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I think somewhere in the 25 to 30 range, not the max, yeah, but, like, close to it, I think mm-hmm. is pretty fair. After this, yeah. you never know. Like, he'll definitely get in trouble with the league, and he might even get trouble with the law. So, like, hey, you, you never know. Yeah, KCP, bro. Yeah. Man, really. Yes. You on, don't bro. you don't know, like, his availability. Uh-huh. So, I would say under the
0: max. And I want to – I would almost want to challenge him and be like, I want to see you become, like, an all-defensive type of defense. Yeah, and guy. I
3: also want to see you do this beyond one year. Mm-hmm. Because this was your yeah. contract year. You played good this year, but how much more can you mm-hmm. do for me long term? Yeah, if not, he's definitely going to Atlantic records.
0: He's signing a deal, R to BMB. Best rapper. Best rapper in the game. Yeah.
2: game. Facts. Easily. He's got that to fall back on. Like if his hooping don't work out, he he's he's definitely becoming a rapper.
0: Oh, XSL yeah. freshman, bro. Right, write it down right now. So no um, one of the one of the one of my favorite draft prospects uh I saw who I've been looking at the last couple of years, Kai Jones and uh James Buchnai, who I don't know. I didn't really care too much about him to the young guys on their roster that might be able to get some minutes next season. Uh, Griffin, I'll start with you. Are you valuing helping develop your players over less, putting out less experience out there on the floor, or you want
3: more experience out there with a team like Charlotte? No, you're you're definitely valuing the, uh, the player development. You don't like, I think even with the player development, you can still get in the plan like you did last year. I think if you dump some of these guys like Gordon Hayward, you're going to have more, uh, salary cap flexibility and have more playing time for younger guys i think Buk and I and Lamelo, like even though we didn't really see a whole lot of it last year i think there is some potential there kai jones as a power forward center maybe like i think there's some there's some solid upside there with both those players so yeah mm-hmm. i definitely favor you know player development over like proven talent just because like what's this team's peak next year with with like the, the proven talent on the roster like second round like yeah like i think you prioritize going you go big bro carson what do we think
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier are really nice players. Uh, You can probably get some, you know, decent assets for them back. And, you know, those just fit the timeline much better. Um, And you figure, you know, with all the young talent that they have on their squad, you know, you figure, you know, at least one or two of those guys, you know, like Kai Jones, like you mentioned, um, is going to make a leap at some point here in the next year or so. So hopefully that can, you know, just replace, you know, those guys' production and just fits the timeline better for sure
0: yeah uh, jose agree
2: um yeah not too not too much that, yeah. I think.
0: all right yeah so i'll, I'll jump in the next question with you um they got a lot of forward depth uh gordon hayward pj washington shot Brittany grinder hey, uh Bruce. kelly Oubre, uh all making a decent penny um how can we offload them how about we throw this trade and griffin came up with before the pod uh the stifle tower himself, Rudy Gobert. They might have just dropped in Mark Williams. Maybe he would make more sense to put in this trade instead of P.J. Washington or mm-hmm. uh, Mason Plumlee. But, uh, Jose, I want to know what you think about this kind of deal.
2: Yeah. Are you getting rid of both Hayward and P.J.?
0: Yeah. That
2: you know, Miles
3: Bridges is the role. So,
2: yeah. I mean, as long as you, you retain Miles,
3: I mean. In my head, Miles Bridges was staying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte is a team that you know. Obviously, they've been looking for that that franchise center for a while. But I mean, Gordon back to the Jazz. Does he mesh well with with Donovan?
1: No. Once we get spoiler alert, the Jazz got to blow it up, bro. Yeah, we
2: I mean, yeah, up. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. As far as Charlotte, I love this for Charlotte. This would be this would be super dope to see. And plus, like. We've seen the Hornets prosper with, you know, those French players. Shout out Tony Parker. So Yeah. <laughs>
0: Carson's legend.
1: Oh yeah. Carson wanna add in. Um, not much. I I agree, and yeah, the Hornets. Um, you know they can just funnel everything. I mean, it, it probably won't be you know much better than it was in Utah. You know, funneling everything into into Rudy, and then you know no one else really playing that great defense. But hopefully, they can get a little more on the perimeter in Charlotte. And I I do really like it. I mean, yeah, they finally, finally, finally would get a sun center and. You know, he's he's a lot of money, but you're Charlotte. I mean, these are the kind of guys you get making this amount of money just because you're Charlotte and you don't really get free agents like that. So mm-hmm. this, would be, this would be a nice pickup for them for sure. Because I think, you know, Gobert gets slammed a lot because I feel like his Q rating is kind of bad, but he still is a very, very, you know, valuable player. So
3: Yeah. And Griffin, what's the rationale behind this?
1: Well, I thought I, – I
3: definitely agree with what you're saying about Utah. I wanted to get them assets. What's their new uh, – Front office guy who's from the Celtics, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge, yeah. Danny Ainge, like yeah. he knows it's not working, he's going to want to blow it up in the near future. So, I thought, like, you're getting two first rounders here, you're getting a young guy in PJ Washington, and you have you could maybe dangle Gordon Hayward if you don't want him as a trade piece just because of how long his mm-hmm. contract is. And I love this for the Hornets because, yeah, they need it, they need a franchise center, and also they need defense. Because they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year, and they get uh, one of the best defensive centers we've ever seen in Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert. So that's why I want to do this for both teams. Yeah.
0: I feel like the only Dude. thing that I would hold on to the Jazz is to say, we want Mark Williams because we want Mason Plumlee's a kind of a transitional
3: guy. Yeah. I did that just for sound. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I
0: know. I'm saying, I think they would fight for to have Mark Williams because then they'd have Mark Williams. They'd have. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, or P.J. Washington is probably better off the bench. Gordon Hayward, um, you either have uh, – oh, yeah, so then you have Conley and then you have uh, Don Mitchell with guys like uh, – or you keep Gordon off the bench you start Royce O'Neal. I think it gives a little bit more, you know, depth
1: to this team that desperately needs it at a time like this. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, Charlotte, I think they drafted Mark Williams as a guy, you know, that could come in and do kind of, you know, st- you know some of what Rudy does right away. He doesn't he doesn't really have that high of a, a ceiling, but he has a really high floor. So, it's like I feel like the Hornets would, would still be fine giving him him up because, you know, Gobert would just be exactly what they'd want from potentially Mark Williams in like you know five years or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The, Utah would just need to find
0: a way to get another star because I don't know if they'd win with Donovan Mitchell being the only guy. Unless – this team becomes like a Donovan Mitchell's like a Steph Curry with a bunch of depth, like the
1: Warriors, but like, that's just a rare case, yeah. you know, because he'd have to stick, he'd have to step it up on defense, man. I mean, Mitchell was, you know, pretty bad on defense last year. Yeah. That, that as well. That as well. So uh, we'll keep uh,
0: moving forward. Not too much to talk about the, the Hornets otherwise. So our last team Cleveland, we, we talked about them already this episode. LeBron coming home. Who knows? But uh, we do have another trade, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, let's first dive in. Colin Sexton his pending free agency this year. Um, Carson, let's ask you first. How much were you willing to pay Colin Sexton, the guy who missed virtually all
1: last year? Um, I mean, in terms of as a, you know, unrelated to the Cavs, just as a player, I think someone would probably definitely give him you know, this money. I think, you know, him being like, you know, the bridges, you know, both of the bridges, you know, that kind of range, um, I think it's worth it because, you know, when this guy's healthy, I mean, he was, you know, he was like 23, 24 game and, you know, and, you know, solid, okay. On defense, you know, a lot of intensity, whatever, but that 24 game, I mean, you know, that that's worth it. But I think for the Cavs, I definitely don't think I, I would not resign him if I'm the Cavs because I think, you know, we saw last year, like you know, they played better without him. I think, you know, a guy, you know, we'll get to it in a sec, but a guy like a, you know, a Rubio Rondo type point guard, I think works so much better with Garland, who proved last year that he's the guy you need, you know, him and Mobley, but especially Garland in the backcourt, you build around him. And I don't think really Sexton long term, You know, really works with him because you want Garland um, in more of an off an off ball role, but with someone that's like a pass first guy, like like I mentioned, Rondo and Rubio. Yeah, Jose.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, ideally, you want Colin Sexton as like that spark plug off the bench, or like that you know six man type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're paying twenty five million for a six man. I mean, you just you're just not so. I mean, if you can keep him for under, I would say the max is twenty. Like twenty or under, yeah, you want to keep that guy because, like, you know, that's your guy. And him and you know him and Garland, Sexland, like that was your thing. So, but if a team offers him, you know, twenty five plus, you gotta let him walk. You have to let him walk.
0: It's it's just crazy how one year it went from Sexton being the guy to Garland being the guy, and Garland was one of the worst players in the NBA, like coming out, like not good. He was a good prospect, but it was just not good. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Do you think, what about a signing trade, Garland Griffin? What do you, what do you think? I think, I mean, he, not, not Garland, Sexton. Uh, Sexton. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't think, I don't really see a way Sexton's on this roster next year. Uh-huh. I just don't think like him and Garland, uh, as like, if you want to win, like, that's not like a great duo. Like, and especially if you're paying him that much money, you don't want him coming off the bench. So, yeah, I think you try to trade him. And I think, I think you try to get some assets from whatever whatever that can be, just mm-hmm. based on you know you have a lot of leverage in that situation. So
0: yeah,
3: yeah, you try to get some assets from. What do you guys think they need? I don't know. Like back. I think they need a better wing, like a like a three and D wing, like an a plus up a Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which they're hoping they're gonna get, you know, from up- Akbaji, think- but yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, the wings, 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 and I think Levert um, on paper, he you know, looked like a better fit for them. But I think you know he's not really that like, right great on defense, and I think he's he's a little like Sexton light for me. I I don't really think he's a, a kind of guy that really fits. Yeah. I, I'd rather turn him into more of like a defensive oriented player. Yeah, well, perfect segue.
0: Griffin's got this trade cooked up. One of the most highly anticipated. dudes oh. everyone wants OGN Nobi. From the Toronto Raptors, everyone wants this guy. He's a shot creator. He's a great defender, multi-positional defender. It's really the kind of guy Griffin. How about you dive into this in the last? Yeah,
3: I thought that you know, uh, uh, first off, like a Koro, he was such a high pick, but I think that Ajabaji is kind of who they project. Like I feel like they both fit like similar roles, so that he's completely expendable, and I think Levert, he's kind of a ball stopper on offense. And I think they would try to like get off of that. And I think OG is kind of exactly who the Cavs need mm-hmm. in terms of like a three and D switchable defender can guard multiple positions. And yeah, I think this would just set them up for a bright future. Mm-hmm. And a Coro such like a, a Raptors. Guy. Yeah, no, I feel like a, the Raptors would want a Coro just based on he. I think he has he can continue to develop. And I th- yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. and Brown too. I mean, you know, Brown's, you know, he, he's a lanky guy. So I think that yeah. it's totally, totally Raptors. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah,
2: I would love this for the Cavs. Would you love it for the Raptors though? Mm, I think so. I mean, I think moving Levert there also gives you that, you know, that much needed
0: offense. Off the bench. Yeah. Cause so. you want Trent to start.
2: Yeah. 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 And yeah, the- I mean,
3: the Raptors bench was so thin last year. Like, yeah, yeah I think And that's what they that. why they want to chip. Because they yeah. have one of the best benches in the league. Uh-huh.
1: Carson, yeah. can you add? um, I, I just I really like this trade. It's funny that you know we brought up Levert and this you guys it's perfect segue, perfect segue. Um yeah. I, I do really like it because Levert, yeah, you know, scoring off the bench, and if it doesn't work out, you know, he's you know still a, a really solid asset. Mm-hmm. And then Brown and Accoro have a lot of you know great defensive. Uh, upside, which, you know, the Raptors love. And then the Cavs, yeah, OG is exactly the kind of, it's like the the guy that they want Okoro and uh, Akbaji to ideally be, you know, like an OG-type player, and to just get him outright, you know, what he's proven already, is awesome. And, you know, Ken Birch, you know, is kind of, you know, throw him in there, but he's still a pretty solid player, especially on his contract. I mean, you know, he, he's real solid, too. You know, he's had his moments. I think um, and, uh, Zach Lowe of, of ESPN, he's a he's a big uh, Ken Burns. I trust him, so yeah, uh, I, I do really, really
0: like this trade. Former Orlando Magic, but um, yeah. So they probably run a lineup like imagine Abaji turns out well. As a, you play with the two, you want size because you got so much size in that lineup. Okay. You got Og and Anobi, then you have Garland, you have Mobley, you have uh, Allen. That's some great defensive lineup and some great offense if Mobley continues to develop the way he's been. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Og, you'd hope that yeah, Og and um, Abaji. Um, that they both can add, you know, a little bit of creation. We're hoping that from Makbaje and then OG, you know, he's been definitely, you know, as the years have gone on, he's he's definitely improved that a lot. But you hope he can he can take another step with, you know, maybe some more secondary playmaking as well.
0: Uh-huh. And the
1: picks for the Raptors as well. Uh, they can make anyone a great draft pick there. Like- yeah. And that lineup you just rounded off for, for Cleveland, yeah. The defensive upside with them is – crazy because I feel like we all think like, Mo- like Mobley like has a chance to be like one of those guys uh, yeah and it helps like for Garland not having great
0: defensibility it kind of like you know pushes that in the shadow as long as Garland can develop into
1: a Steph Curry team defender that's all you need yeah because he's so good on offense I mean he was their whole really their whole offense last year I mean they they put a lot of a lot of burden on him he was really like you know, they're central creators. So, yeah.
0: so we'll, we'll move on to the last couple of things with Cleveland before we wrap up here. Um, who are some guys you think would be great backup point guards to say as unrealistic as po- uh, You want to be realistic, unrealistic, whatever. You know, Rondo, bring him back. Bring Rubio back after you traded him. I think Rubio would be awesome. Uh, Griffin, I'll start
3: with you. Yeah, I think Rubio, like a guy who's like a pass-first type of guy, like exactly who you're looking for. Off the bench. Like, yeah, I I love Rubio on this roster. It's just unfortunate that he got injured, but you know, you never know. Like, would there be hard feelings there? Like, coming back, like, after you're traded? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of got that not to make this about the Suns, but like, I want Rubio back as our backup <laughs> point guard. I, but I don't know. Yeah. Jose yeah. yeah. okay, Carson, what do you A think? guy
2: who just declined his option today, Patty Mills. Ooh, sleeper good. guy. A lot of teams are probably going to be going after him, but. I mean, a veteran guy on this, you know, on this Cavs team as a backup, I don't think it would be bad at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Carson, some guys coming. Um, yeah, Patty Mills is a great choice. I was thinking like Tyus Jones. Um, oh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Whoa. I, if they, uh, yeah, if they figure out the money with him, I think he'd be perfect because, I mean, that's going to be a, a, I mean, you know, him and John don't really, really fit that well. And it's a shame because, you know, just Ty, I think Tyus is a, a really, really awesome, backup point guard. I mean, we saw it all last year when Ja was out. And I think, you know, he's, you know, a guy, you know, he can be the primary playmaker and like Garland. I think both him and Garland would work really, really well uh, together because they're both, you know, pass first guys, but can also play, you know, off the ball well. So I think that that's my pick for sure.
0: Yeah. I know he's not the greatest playmaker. Joel, I know you don't want to hear this. Gary Payton, the second on that team. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just stab a stake through my heart, bro he's gone. That's a sad thing though, but he would be nice on that team.
1: I I, I hope he's not. I, I think the Warriors, like out of all our free agents, like he's the most important. We got, we have to bring him back, but on this team, that'd be scary. That'd be scary. Okay,
0: we're going to lose him or Looney. One of them is going to be gone. I
1: think Looney- I'd rather keep paying. Okay. Looney got to go. <laughs> Why is has yeah, gotta go? I love Looney, bro. That it was a goat in the playoffs. <laughs> I know I love Looney too, but I, ah, God, I think I, I like Payne a little bit more. Yeah, and then, um, how does
0: marketing work in this rotation? Uh, Carson, I'll ask you again. What do you think?
1: Um, I think he still has you know some value in it just because you know you can play him at the you know play him at the four, Mobley at the five. You know, he's a nice you know stretch option. Um. But I don't know. I, I I definitely don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if you know they traded him or let him walk or something. As he's young. He's like
0: 26, which is crazy. Top prospect coming out of Arizona. Uh, Jose, what do yeah,
2: you Yeah. I mean, ideally you, you could keep him and you know get away with it. Stretch big.
0: So Maybe a lot of money.
2: Plug and play, yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think you pay him very much though. If if he's demanding a lot of money. Is he restricted?
0: Uh Let's check. He might, was he traded to Cleveland? He might have. let's see. Sure it might have another year. Oh no, he has another, he has two more years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he still works in this rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just not guaranteed in his fourth season. But um I'm good friend, I'll ask you Just end it off with the Cavs. Is there coro or Abaji, more, you have more faith. Do you think could get more minutes on this team?
3: Um, I don't know. I think Okoro, like it's, you know what he has already. Like, is he ever going to develop an offensive game? And like, I don't think so. Like we've had a couple years with them at this point. So I would try to de- like prioritize Ajibaji at this point, kind of going back to marketing though. Cause I did want to say something like, they played him at the three a lot last year, and he got exposed on the defensive end. So you you yeah. have to, you have to have him coming off the bench as as a four or five rather than a th- he can't play the three. That was such a like a weird, weird. and I think that was kind of how like maybe what they thought about Akoro. Like he couldn't even start just because Markin like provided such a plus on offense that coro doesn't. So kind of tying back to both these questions, I think you prioritize. Ajabaji,
1: uh-huh. Jose, what do we think?
2: Yeah, definitely, I would, I would prioritize like Baji there.
1: Carson? Uh, yeah, is probably gonna start the year, but Ajabaji has a great chance of you know definitely starting you know, towards the back end, just if he really gets you know the offense you know figured out and and starts shooting well right away, which I think we all um think he has the potential to do because he shot really well at you know at Kansas, so yeah. My only problem is I feel like Abaji
0: is better off the bench than Okoro would be. And I feel like Okoro isn't going to bring a lot of, like, value if he's not starting. You know, you kind of see yeah.
1: I get at. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. If, if he, you know, he's the defensive upside when you have, you know, him, Mobley, and Allen all at the floor at the same time, I think, you know, he pairs well, you know, with those guys just because, you know, Garland can, you know, pick up the slack on, on offense,
2: yeah, they might be disgusting on defense next year. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. No, so,
1: seriously, seriously, like top five
0: defensive team. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, um, anything else to add or wrap we'll up today's episode?
2: I think it's pretty solid. Yeah.
0: All right, well, we got a whole bunch of teams. We'll talk about the Hawks next episode, who just landed all star yeah. guard DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. We're gonna talk about how that works with them going forward. Trey Young gonna be a new catch and shoot guy. He's gonna be running around the corners. He could be deadly next year. He might not average the same amount of assists he usually does, but he could average a lot more points. It could be crazy out there. That Luca, him and Luca are gonna get a lot closer in terms of scoring wise, at least. But without further ado, appreciate you guys, and as always, this podcast signing out, peace.